For all those French foodies like me that aren't fortunate enough to live their childhood in France or have the opportunity to experience France and French food until later in life, possibly one of the biggest inspirations and aspirations would be Le Cordon Bleu. From Julia Child to Rachel Koo, so many of us have heard about the school and dreamt of going. I was fortunate to follow in those heroes of mine's footsteps and attend the school, but I didn't know much about its history, let alone the woman behind the school that we know of today. Madame Elizabeth Brassart is someone that is as important to French food and cuisine as it is seen around the world as any of the chefs that I've profiled on Fabulously Delicious. So here is her story. Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block of many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you will learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French chefs and cooks. Elizabeth Brassard has been portrayed in film and television shows all around the world but is often overlooked because of the well-known subject of many of those shows. But Madame Brassard, as she was known to so many, is someone that should never be overlooked, but instead, someone who deserves to be celebrated. So, sit back, turn up the volume. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of saucisson, mm, maybe even some delicious cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the story of... Elizabeth Brassard. Born Elizabeth Marie Rose Artemis Gorevac on Sunday, the 5th of February 1899, in Bruges, an area in Belgium where the people are often described to be Flemish. Elizabeth was born to parents Edouard Gorevac and Marie Barthels. She would grow up with her family and friends calling her Lizzie. Bruges is a coastal city of Belgium that is well known for its historic centre that's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Growing up here as a child, Lizzie would have been surrounded by canals, seafood and tourists. As in the late part of the 19th century, Bruges became one of the world's first tourist destinations with English and French tourists coming in droves with their money to spend. This maybe gave her, subconsciously, her inspiration for her future project. On Thursday the 17th of August 1933, Elizabeth married in Brussels, Max Vincent Brassard, who was from Paris. In 1945, at the age of 46, Elizabeth purchased what was a struggling school from a Catholic orphanage, which had inherited it after the school's founder died in the late 1930s. In fact, charities in France inheriting property is more a regular occasion than you might think. People often leave properties and items to charities to sell on their behalf so as to avoid the largest inheritance tax depending on whom is the beneficiary. The school was none other than Le Cordon Bleu. The school was founded by Martha Distel and Henri Paul Bellapart 
in 1895. Cordon Bleu, the name, came from the Order of the Holy Spirit. Cordon Bleu is the nickname given to the Knights of the Holy Spirit when he appoints a great chef. The Order of the Holy Spirit was the most illustrious of the decorations of the French monarchy. It was founded in 1578 by Henry III during the Wars of Religion to bring together the main leaders of the Catholic Church against the Protestants. The Knights of the Order wore as a badge a Maltese cross suspended from a wide ribbon of sky blue. Abolished during the French Revolution, the Cordon Bleu constituted for two centuries the supreme distinction in French aristocracy, like the highest ranks of the current Legion of Honour. Applied to the kitchen, the expression first appeared in 1814. It's said to originated from the habit taken by high figures in the church in the 17th century. Several of these high figures would regularly meet for a succulent lunch, and these famed meals would be termed the Make Cordon Bleu's Feasts. In 1895, a journalist by the name of Martha Stell published her first cooking diary in a newspaper, La Cuisine Cordon Bleu. In view of the success of the newspaper's articles, she embarked on culinary demonstrations and then opened the first Le Cordon Bleu school with cook Henri Paul Bellepat. Elizabeth, during her time with Le Cordon Bleu, was responsible for bringing in some very notable chefs to teach the students at the cooking school. Max Bernard, who actually worked when he was younger for Auguste Escoffier, is noted as the man who taught Julia Childs how to flip an omelette, and then, through Julia, taught so many of us. Claude Filmont, who was the pastry chef at the acclaimed Café de Paris, and Pierre Mongolat, former president of the Academy Culinaire de France, were some of the chefs, to name a few, that worked at Le Cordon Bleu during Elizabeth's time. They all brought a wealth of experience with them to their students at Le Cordon Bleu. The Cordon Bleu was closed during the war, and so Elizabeth is the person who reopened and turned the business around. Also under Elizabeth's leadership, the school became international, with students coming from all around the world, most notably from the US and even Japan. Under Elizabeth's ownership, Le Cordon Bleu became one of the preeminent culinary schools of the world. There were many famous and fabulous students that passed through the halls of Le Cordon Bleu during Elizabeth's ownership, and many painted her unfavourably in their accounts of their time at the school. But isn't this a continuing theme with the successful females in business world in the past, and possibly even the present? So I feel that some of these accounts should be taken with a grain of salt, perhaps. Hence the reason why I'm choosing not to note them all here. Elizabeth isn't around to defend herself now, is she? But one account that has been portrayed of Elizabeth was in the 2009 Nora Ephron film, Julie and Julia, about the lives of famed cook Julia Childs and the blogger who spent a year cooking every recipe in Julia's acclaimed cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. 
Nina Zackett was a student at Le Cordon Bleu at the same time as Julia Childs. Nina, whose husband happened to be Tim Zackett, both founded the Zackett Survey in 1979, which produced restaurant guides based on ratings collected by the restaurant diners. The Zagat guides started in New York with ratings by their friends and then would grow to over 70 different cities. In September 2011, Google bought Zagat for more than 150 million US dollars. Tim Zagat is also infamously known as the victim stabbed during a screening of Dancing with the Wolves in LA. Very random. The Zagats in, were inducted into the Hospitality Industry Hall of Fame and the James Beard Who's Who in Food and Beverage Awards. When the movie came out, Nina and her husband came out in defence of Elizabeth and stated that Elizabeth was more sympathetic in real life. Nina said that having known both women, I can safely say that it's hard to imagine two less compatible people. Julia was tall, assertive, with a loud, braying voice in English. Whereas Madame Brassard, Elizabeth Brassard, was in contrast. She was petty, elegant and aristocratic, and spoke impeccable French and English, as well as several other languages. Nina also said that Madame Brassard had a great sense of humour and could be very funny in an understated way. Nina finished her statement, saying that Elizabeth's achievements as a culinary educator, much like Julia's, are indisputable. Elizabeth's niece, Martine Vermelin, who's an acclaimed ceramicist, once quoted her auntie Elizabeth by saying that laughter was de rigueur, which means laughter was the order of the day for Elizabeth. Marine also said that you could never put anything over on her, not with those eyes. There's a scene in the movie, Julie plus Julia, where Madame Brassard and Julia Child's interaction is as follows. Madame Brassard says to Julia Child's, Is it true you plan to teach? Julia says, Yes, we're going to teach Americans in Paris how to cook. Madame Brassard says, Madame Child, I must tell you, you have no real talent for cooking. And she laughs. But the Americans, they will never know the difference. Personally, I find it hard to believe that such an astute businesswoman who turned his cook school around to be so successful teaching other nationalities French cuisine would think this, let alone say it. But who knows? Me, I don't know. But to think that both ladies are known for their senses of humour, can we maybe say they weren't such adversaries? even if Elizabeth did fail Julia on her first exam. Elizabeth was betrayed in the movie, Julie plus Julia, by Joan Juliet Buck. Joan Juliet Buck was an acclaimed American writer and actress. She was born in Los Angeles in 1948 and is not only an acclaimed actress of stage and screen, but also an accomplished journalist, writer, and the previous editor-in-chief of French Vogue from 1994 to 2001. She's the only American ever to have edited a French magazine. Joan is also the contributing editor of Vogue and Vanity Fair, and the author of two novels and her own memoir, The Price of Illusion, in 2017. But back to Elizabeth. 
During the time of Elizabeth's ownership of Le Cordon Bleu, the school in London in 1953 would create the coronation chicken dish that would be served to foreign dignitaries at the coronation lunch for the late Queen Elizabeth II. Just to point out, if you don't know yet, Elizabeth Brassard's name is with an S, not a Z, like the Queen. It's like Liza Minnelli. It's Lisa with an S, not Z. Yeah, sort of the same thing. In 1954, Bill Wilder directed Audrey Hepburn in the movie Sabrina. In the movie, Audrey's character Sabrina is sent to Paris to cook at a cooking school. The idea for this came from the success of Le Cordon Bleu at the time. Elizabeth Brassat was a smart businesswoman who would gain an international reputation for her vision of the future of cooking. She would say that people around the world would enjoy her their meals but also would enjoy cooking after they'd been taught Le Cordon Bleu. Le Cordon Bleu schools have been created around the world to spread French culture and the art of living à la française, as well as French cuisine. Skills like cuisine cooking, pastry and baking are all taught at Le Cordon Bleu schools, as well as hospitality management. With over 35 schools in 20 countries around the world, Le Cordon Bleu is recognised as one of the best culinary training courses in the world and has taught over 20,000 students. André J. Cointreau purchased the school from Brassard in 1985. André is a direct descendant of the founding family of the Cointreau Liquor and Remy Martin Cognac. André began his career with Unilever and then, later, the American Express Banking Corporation before he joined the family businesses as a commercial director in 1977. But amid battles for controlling of the liquor magnet by the controlling families, Cointreau stuck out on his own in 1984 by buying Le Cordon Bleu from Madame Elizabeth Brassard, an old family friend. Elizabeth had decided to retire in 1984 at the age of 87 and sold Le Cordon Bleu to André then. Elizabeth Brassard died on Monday the 5th of October 1998 at the age of 99. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. As an Australian living in rural France, my life is all about cooking, eating and living life the French way. Meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over 1,500 French cheeses, and sharing these fabulous experiences with you. I hope you're enjoying them. Through Fabulously Delicious, you can manger, which is French for eating, by the way, your way through fabulous French food and learn all about it. But you can also experience the best of French cuisine and culture by checking out my Instagram, at Andrew Pryor Fabulously, or... You can go to YouTube for traveling tips at youtube.com forward slash Andrew Pryor. And of course, subscribe to Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. And remember, as I always say, my motto is, whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup and bon app.
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.